0: Welcome to No Concessions, your favorite movie podcast where we discuss subgenres of film. Because we're uh very pretentious these days. Anyway, my yeah, name is Denzel. I'm, I'm here podcast with our pinkies out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of our pinkies are always pointed out. as
1: while we're holding the microphone a respectable distance away from our mouths.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm here with Charlie and Charles. And I don't know the last time I actually introduced you guys. Whatever, if you listen to the show, you
2: know
1: who the fuck we're they the are. only
2: guests now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the Rona took everyone away. Yeah. I, I refuse
1: to be a co host, but I'm a <laughs> consistent guest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm so sick of quarantine, mostly because I'm like chatting up friends and shit. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing this week? And they'll say, hey, I'm not going out because, uh, you know, it's quarantine time. And it's like, dog, I saw your Instagram story, like Like last (laughs) night. You were out at a restaurant last night. I'm not even asking you to go out to a restaurant. What I'm asking you to do is just come over, maybe grab some food, and then come over. There are a few people, though, that I will go hang out with outside. (laughs) And maybe, some I shouldn't do, but you know what? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I I don't even see my roommate regularly. I don't leave the house very free, actually I do. I leave my house for groceries. So I don't want to get – I'm deleting all of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, don't need that, we don't need that smoke on
0: no, that later. No, not at all. This week's subgenre is what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure there was a reason for this, but I'm not sure. This week we're reviewing 2007's Be a Wolf, uh, banquet event order wolf, uh, you order a bunch of shit for him. He shows up naked, eats all of it, and he looks weird. Cool, very fun. There's so much to say about this movie, the but we're not getting nude man. <laughs> we're not going to get into that yet. After the review, we've got our titular segment, no concessions, where we make a case for our favorite or least favorite movies. But prior to that, we've got the opening segment, and because we're recording two episodes back to back, do you guys have anything else to talk about? Yeah. All right, cool. Me too. I've been watching a lot of kung fu movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You told us about two last time. Yes. If I remember right, you have uh, five more to go. Yeah. Kung Fu All Night Binge.
0: <laughs> kung Foolery, I'll call it. I watched uh, like three or four different kung fu movies that were actually like moderate to okay. But one of them was actually a hot banger. Yeah. And that's my no concessions pick this week. And we'll get to that at the end of the show. <laughs> but prior to that, there was this one. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. There's a clip of um, the five element ninjas, something like that. The elemental ninjas, something like that. It was made in the 70s. And this movie is a Skeletor clip of him saying, ha. Just like a woman! (laughs) Like, that's what this movie is. At least for the first half of it. There's, like, a woman, uh, there's, like, okay. So, in a lot of kung fu movies, like, there's this idea of competing dojos, like, or whatever they're called in kung fu yeah. stuff. They're not called dojos because that's Japanese. It's like competing schools. Like my school's kung fu is better than your school's kung fu. The movie starts out with that, but like the dudes are like fighting each other, and one guy is just like, no, fuck this, fuck kung fu. I brought a fucking samurai. So he's gonna come through, he's gonna fight your guys, and the samurai at the beginning says like, because the, the dudes in the kung fu school are kind of just like, all right, whatever like this is we're doing this for fun but like this isn't too serious like the loser if he the the one guy who brought on the challenge to the all white wearing school or whatever they were like dog if you lose again you You gotta gotta get the fuck out of town and so he brings a samurai and the samurai is fighting and at the beginning because the dudes aren't really like taking it super seriously the samurai is just like for a samurai losing means death and then he loses the next round, and he fucking <laughs> kills himself. He, like, sits on the floor, commits seppuku, and before that, he gives this letter to the guy who hired him, saying, like, yo, send this to my boy. He'll have you all sorted out. And, like, eventually, the all-white school goes out and challenges, like, these ninjas, but oh, they're ninjas, and they use underhanded tactics to beat these people. And so— they, the white school gets like torn up by ninjas. The ninjas come to whatever part of China they're in and they're like, yo, we're going to take this school over. Fuck you guys. It's time for Japan to come over here and be
2: cool. Do you guys ever see that? I think it was like a Spike TV show, uh, Deadliest Warrior i'm remembering the name yes. oh right. yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: where the two different types of fighting fought
2: against each other it sounds just like that for some reason i'm thinking of the episode where they have a spartan warrior versus yes. a ninja i remember that this shit. is
0: the only one that i remember i don't i'm sure they had like some sort of like zulu warrior versus a guy with an m4 or some shit
1: <laughs> Nah, i think the uh, it was it was zulu and uh roman i believe it was like they both had shields and they both had spears they were like, "This would be racist if they didn't both have spears." So I'm glad they both. <laughs>
0: anyway, the where the lady comes in is she like falls in love with one of the dudes as she's like trying to take over the school, like get the plans. She fakes being injured or whatever. They take her in, and one of the dudes is like this bitch is obviously a spy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like mean to her all the time. But the guy who's just like being normal and like sweet to her is just like, Hey, look, I mean, her husband was going to beat her up. We got to We got to do something for her. And so she, she tricks the nice guy into being murdered uh, by her clan of ninjas. And she keeps the mean younger brother alive. And I'm like, this uh, nice guys finish last <laughs> nice guys do not want to
2: say it <laughs>
0: and then and then she uh because the younger brother's like pissed about his older brother he's just like dog no i'm not in love with you <laughs> like i don't know why you're in love with me and then he like eventually escapes and kidnaps her and then kills her and okay. this, like, it was just like the, the whole thing. The reason why I bring up the Skeletor clip is because like any way that you could imagine a woman acting stereotypically is how she <laughs> behaves in this. And it was just like. So aggressively oh, one dimensional. Exactly. It was really, really fucking crazy. But the movie like was not good but the fight scenes weren't good either.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was
1: entertaining at least.
0: Yeah, it was entertaining to see those tropes played out in a way that I haven't seen in a very long time. But something else that's like, I can't even remember what I was going to say. I don't. I'm. Not, I. There are no other movies that I've watched, or there are a few others, but they're not really worth talking about, except for the the last one, uh, which I actually rated on L- L- Letterbox. Letterboxd, yeah, letterbox, Of course, you're on Letterbox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm using the show's account. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, who's next?
2: Uh, I've been watching a show on Hulu. Originally on AMC, now on Hulu, because who has cable anymore, (laughs) called The Terror. Uh, It's an anthology series, two seasons so far. Wait, is that the one by
0: Dan Simmons, where they're on the boat in the Arctic? Yeah. Yeah, I actually just bought that book.
2: I didn't know it was based on a book. Oh. Okay, well, the premise for it is um, it's following a real historical event where there were a couple old ships from, like— 17th or 18th century Britain, they're trying to find a passage through the Arctic Circle from England to uh, India. And um, in real life the ships disappeared without a trace. but in the show, the uh, sailors they get trapped in the ice and a supernatural creature starts hunting everyone on the ships. So it's a genre that I've recently come across called New Weird which is kind of like a combination sci-fi, horror, fantasy uh, type deal where it tries to not follow the typical tropes of all of those genres where like with fantasy it takes place in medieval times. There's elves and dwarves and men and all that. Sci-fi takes place in space. Horror is just a family getting menaced by a ghost in a old house they moved into, but oh no, this is a fresh start for us guys. This is going to be great living here.
1: So subverting tropes. Yeah. Like
2: bright.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bright may very well be new weird. I mean, I would say bright is new weird, but on the uh, closer end to normal than weird, I'd say if it's, if weird is a spectrum.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A couple other examples of it is um, a book called house of leaves where a family moves into a house and they find that the house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside.
0: Oh, fun. They moved into the TARDIS. (laughs) Now they get to travel through time with an annoying dick.
2: And then another example is the video game Control, where and also takes place inside a building that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, inspired by House of Leaves, actually. Uh, but it's a uh, government organization called the Federal Bureau of Control, where they try to study and use uh, supernatural items they find.
1: Based on the same universe as Alan Wake,
2: it's very good. You should play it.
1: You should definitely play Control. Control fucking slaps.
0: I fucking started playing it. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm so I'm comically bad at video games. So like I died to the first boss like. <laughs> 13 times 14 times. That's normal. Yeah, it's a shoot.
1: It's a shooter and like I'm not into shooters really and so I'm like I mean, it's like Cartoony ones like I can play Borderlands because you can just crank that difficulty all the way down and just laugh at bad jokes And the privacy of your own home, but control like the gunplay is like kind of it's fun in an interesting way And the powers are cool and, and, like, especially the further you get into it and you start to get other abilities and shit, it's fucking – control's so good. Yeah, Control it, is so good. <laughs> when, it,
2: when it first came out, it didn't have any difficulty settings. But when they re-released it on Steam, um, they gave it, like, a, a sliding difficulty. I think they only gave an option to make it easier yeah. for the filthy casuals. I, I need Kind the, of. I
0: mean, the settings that are on there are basically like, do you want auto-aim on? And what damage reduction do you yeah. want? <laughs> like, do you want to take no damage? Do you want to be immortal? Like, what, like, how do you want this to yeah, it's My
1: second playthrough, I went up one difficulty scale and I was like, none of the enemy behavior and stuff is any different. It's just I take more damage now.
0: Yeah. Video game chat aside,
1: I, again, as I mentioned last episode, don't have a ton of time to watch stuff. Aside from the twenty four hours I had <laughs> <laughs> to watch Phase One and Season One of The Mandalorian, but I have one of the things that I do have time for when I do my after I've done my roughly four and a half hours of work in my eight hour workday is I will read comics uh, at, at my desk and just alt tab to a spreadsheet when anyone comes into my office, and I reread Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader comics from twenty sixteen. And they're real good guys. I don't I know. I think we talked about it in like maybe one of the last episodes of R and H that I was like reading that shit. And it was ongoing at the time. And Marvel recently released a collection of all uh 24 issues that he did. I've been mean, like reading some of his other stuff, and it's all he gets character moments right a lot. And it actually turns Vader from being just like a character with like a kind of neat design to someone who's actually like working through shit. And it's set in between a new hope and empire. So they fill in some gaps without stepping on the toes of the movies. I think he writes around that kind of thing really well while still being able to introduce new ideas to the universe that are all Canon because, uh, Disney owns both Marvel and star Wars and Marvel is running, is producing these comics and it's like, it's just, it's good. I think you should read it if you like Star Wars and comic books, which you shouldn't. You shouldn't like, shouldn't like either <laughs> of those
2: things. You, you know, I think in uh, New Hope, Vader is only on screen for like ten minutes.
1: Yeah, he's in Give very little ten. of that movie. He's in it. He's in the beginning, so you can be like, "That's the bad guy," and then he's in the middle when they when he kills Ben, and then he's shows up at the end in a TIE fighter in his special TIE fighter with the bent ion engines. And then he f- cartoonishly tumbles into space after his uh, two escorts get shot up.
0: Okay. Well, that's fun. I'm surprised they didn't try to bring him back for the latest movies.
1: I'm really surprised well, we didn't see any Vader in um, the Last Jedi, especially.
2: They had his helmet. That was the closest they got. Yeah, the then relic of then they people. had him in Rogue One. You know, for- <laughs> he he I. I can't tell if they changed the design of his suit slightly, but when he came out on screen for the first time in Rogue One, I just like literally laughed out loud in the theater because he looked like he'd gained thirty pounds of muscle, like
1: <laughs> which is which is funny because he's originally played by a fucking bodybuilder, but he's it's a '70s bodybuilder versus a '2010s bodybuilder, which is a totally different scale, but. Yeah, he's like, he's definitely thicker in Rogue One, but they also like, they re, so it's his, they recreated his uh, costume from A New Hope, but it's also like shinier because it's supposed to be slightly earlier. Like, but it's like, it's supposed to be slightly earlier, but it's literally one scene before it, we see him in A New Hope. It yeah. looks
2: like he was wearing a plastic suit that got 3D printed.
1: Yeah, they definitely should have like tried to more closely recreate like it's a cool scene but it looks so pristine and then when you remember that the next thing that he does is the opening of a new hope you're like his costume wasn't that fucking clean (laughs) it's a it's the whole thing
0: maybe he got space dust on it who knows
1: yeah he went coming through that uh through that wall that they shot into the other ship because why not Both Star Wars and comic books are bad, but if you're going to like both those things, you may as well read Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader.
0: Hooray! And when we get back, we'll have our review for uh, Beowulf. this week's subgenre is what uh, I can't remember the rest of it because again we're getting
1: older <laughs> no rewind to the beginning of the episode if you want to hear it again
0: yeah um maybe i'll write them down i don't know we should come up with an ai to come up with taste clusters or genres or you should come up with an ai because i'm not going to be doing anything
2: on it all right um, imagine me comically pushing my glasses closer oh, gotta, to
1: my head you gotta get those uh those anime glasses that i see in all the instagram ads that you push them and they light up i, I what a legit nightmare.
2: want those
1: Oh my God. You guys are such nerds. I don't know why Instagram is advertising those to me. I don't even watch any anime. Like, really? Why is this happening? Holy shit. Uh,
2: I am not subscribed to enough Instagram people for them to like zero in on my interests yet. I, I have, have to say. Charlie, you're the young one on the show. You got to be dialed <laughs> in.
0: <laughs> I have to say Instagram uh, on the search tab does this thing like based on your likes And, like, I like pictures from my friends and, like, pictures of cars, pictures of yo-yos, things of that nature. But on the search tab, it just serves me up a bunch of hot ladies. And it's like, why are you so horny all the time, Instagram? I don't even like pictures of hot ladies on Instagram. Yeah, that's
1: all I've got. I've got hot ladies and then dudes who are doing weight loss and tattoos. Like, I don't even fuck with tattoos. I follow a few tattoo artists. Show me tattoo artists. I don't want to see, like,
0: smoldering ladies with their titties out. Like these, I'm not going to go into it. That's the topic for a show that doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Anyway, this week we're reviewing Beowulf, directed by Robert Zemeckis, produced by Robert Zemeckis, Steve Bing, and Jack Rapke. Steve and Steve Starkey. Screenplay by Neil Gaiman and Roger Avery. Based on Beowulf, you know, the fictional character, uh, starring Ray Winstone, Anthony Hopkins, John Malkovich, Robin Wright, Brendan Gleeson, Crispin Glover, Alison Lohman, and Angelina Jolie. Music by Alan Silvestri. Cinematography by Robert Presley. Edited by Jeremiah O'Driscoll. That's a rare name. Released November 5th. 2007 in Westwood uh, and November 16th, 2007 in the US. Westwood, I assume, just being Hollywood with a runtime of 114 minutes and a budget of 150 million and a box office of 196.4 million. Just squeaking by. Yep. This movie is insane. It truly <laughs> It makes no sense. Like the art style, why
1: is it like that? Because it was
0: 2007. (laughs) And 3D movies were big and it was easier to do 3D when it was like 3D characters.
2: I will give it the fact that even though some of the animation choices are bold. It's it's ambitious. uh, This is an
1: ambitious film.
2: To be generous. Uh, At least it looks consistent. There's never any scenes where like something stands out as being shockingly bad yeah and i
1: think that lends it's lent to it all being cg like there aren't like everything because everything is constructed everything kind of fits
0: yeah except for the faces the the way that the faces fit on the bodies gives me big uh what's that game called la Confident- la noir la noir vibes where it's like yeah you've got a human head but in some shots the body looks like it's just a little bit <laughs> yeah. too small for the head
1: yeah you can tell like they're focused they want you to focus on the body and it's like the like the rest of the mo- like the face so the rest of the model has to like have less going on because like i noticed that in there are scenes where the face looks incredible like amazing motion capture and then the next shot will be like this is a ps3 game this is a early (laughs) early ps3 release title especially like when they have to do an action that's not motion capture like when he's telling the story about the like the swim race he was in it's like pretty solid for the most part up to then, but then when he's swimming you can tell they didn't do motion capture for it (laughs) because it's like "Uh, uh." just like really jerky (laughs) like not natural at all It's like, you couldn't have someone pretend to swim? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? (laughs) The characters
0: in this movie, because there are really only, like, two characters, everybody else is, like, kind of, like, just around for the ride. Yeah. Beowulf, the cybernetic warrior from the future, (laughs) is in it. He likes to get naked and fight things. And then his friend... He's the
2: naked man. We got a lot to talk about with that scene.
0: So, can I... I also have to remark on this, because this is... I thought this was really fucked up. So... Uh, Grindelwald, or what's his name? Grendel. Grendel is the son's
1: special needs son. (laughs) Yeah, he's the demon spawn of Anthony Hopkins. What a career. (laughs) Anthony Hopkins (laughs) and the demoness whose name we never actually get.
2: Yeah, she's just called Grendel's mother. I think
1: that's consistent with the original story as well. Yeah. But yeah, we never. She doesn't have a name, but her se- She has a monster version and she has a sexy version. The sexy version is Angelina Jolie.
0: The monster version is the golden dragon from Dark Souls Two.
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> like bummed we didn't get to see more. We like kind of see some monster form in a reflection, but I'm like I want to see this fucking monster. Why, why? Why are we willing to see her as a sexy lady? I understand you probably paid like seven million dollars to get Angelina Jolie <laughs> in three scenes, but let me see some fucking monster. And like you put. Big old fake CG titties on yeah, her. Yeah, baby.
2: <laughs> As she was actually pregnant during the filming of this, she had a body double.
0: Really? that's interesting fun you guys know so much about the movies we watch because we read the IMDB
2: trivia section
0: <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that
1: too
2: but um now it, it's better if you're just like constantly amazed by all the stuff that we say All the about stupid because some some <laughs> of it's from
1: reading the wiki or the IMDB and some of it's just because I know stuff that I don't need to know <laughs> but um
2: yeah it's the only way to get it out of your brain yeah it's just your like, space
1: it's like uh the it's like the monster from It Follows instead of, like, I don't have to have sex with you. I just have to tell you. I have to burden you with knowledge. And then you have to carry it around with you forever until you pass on that useless fact to somebody else. And it just goes right back to you. Yep. It always makes it back around. <laughs> but yeah, he's um, he's the son of Anthony Hopkins in this demon woman. And, yeah, he's straight up just, like, he's got birth defects. Like, he's, he's, yeah. he's malformed. He has like... Presumably lower intelligence like he's he's fucking it's it seems like maybe
0: he's got autism to some degree. And so you're like because he's but
2: but in the sixth century, that's just possessed uh, by demons. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Like everything was. Oh, you're horny. You got demons. You're on your period. (laughs) Blood demons.
2: (laughs)
1: horny for demons is like this is the subtitle for this fucking movie because no this that's how that's how this plot is this plot only happened because two dudes were just super horny for a demon yeah couldn't stop themselves
2: and that's we- not even the same as the original story which you know don't misinterpret that i did not read this story <laughs> i remember coming across the book when i was in like high school and I thought the cover looked cool because it was just some dude's mailed head seen from behind, I'm like Beowulf. Whoa, what a manly title! <laughs> I gotta read this. And one page in, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> my, so, in my extensive research, just reading the Wikipedia page, <laughs> the, uh, the mother is actually killed rather than um, having another kid with Beowulf. And in these hey man spoilers. Oh, Well, you know. So sorry, I'm spoiling a story that's like a thousand years old. I mean, for the movie, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> all right, all right. Just you know, pretend you didn't hear any of that. Let's insert a little, like, skip ahead one minute well, no, from one from, minute nope. ago. Yeah, but also from leave
0: nope. this in. <laughs> Not a, I, that's so much editing to do. I, like, alright, go back two minutes now, and then skip forward three minutes to skip these spoilers. I mean, we you, uh, you're you at home, you expect spoilers in anyway.
2: a Look, Don't. if time travel ever comes into, like, reality, just go back to your past self from from four minutes ago now. <laughs> take the time to and say just to skip ahead, so you don't get Beowulf spoiled for you. And
0: then when your past self asks you how this is possible, shouldn't there be some sort of paradox? You say, "Shut up!" And you slap him. <laughs> and you end reality. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how you handle that situation. Anyway, Xeon Wolf. Uh this movie I I genuinely feel like there's only like two characters in this movie. No,
1: it's straight up it's not I wouldn't even say there are two. There are not two <laughs> full characters in this movie. There's a it guy is. who gets naked and shouts his name when he's fighting. It's just Beowulf. He's the only character. No one else Beowulf. has any no one has any motivations. Beowulf. No, one has, no one has like like a side story that there's no B plot to this movie. Beowulf. No one has any motivations. Except this man loves to fight, and he's randomly super horny, and then is later horny for a much younger woman, and both of those situations don't work out. Oh, I thought that was his daughter, I too. did, too, but they make out. and Because, like, he kisses her on the mouth, presumably. You don't see it. But I'm like, why is he kissing this child? And then his <laughs> wife's all mad about it. So I'm like, that's not their daughter. I mean she could be mad because it's their daughter. Yeah, that's true. And you, we don't know what incest was hidden
0: for well, in the video of time. There is an
1: incest reference earlier in the film where they're like, "Hey you, snivelly dude, um you're the guy who killed your brothers because you walked in on them fucking your fucking your mother." I'm like, "Wait, what is why is that part of this movie? What is happening?" Yeah, that's weird. Like, it's like, what what
0: motivation is that supposed to explain? Is that, that doesn't explain why he's such a piece of shit. Yeah, he
1: also, like, doesn't do anything. That dude, that character doesn't do anything except for talk shit and then apologize. And then time jump. a Christian. And then time jump. He's Because, like, they, like, drop that in. So my girlfriend is a nerd and she's gonna be mad if I don't mention that she was mad or she'll be mad that I did mention that she was mad we'll find out <laughs>
2: that's, that's, a, that's a real Schrodinger's uh, cat yeah. paradox there. so
1: she is a fan of the Beowulf story and of other adaptations of this story and she was like I didn't like it uh, for reasons and it's one of the things she really didn't like was how they kept breaking up Christianity randomly because it's like it's what year is it supposed to be? It's like 506.
0: Oh, yeah. It's around it's around the turn of the millennium. I don't know. It's
1: century. Century. Century? Is it? Century. Yeah, off century of the are order you thinking- of magnitude there. Yes. I don't know. I don't is know it, what those words that- mean. Because uh, are you sure it's not last week's movie that was supposed to be set in 1899? Well, so this one, they specifically bring up 503. Yeah, in, I think that's It's it
0: Beowulf. Scott Beowulf <laughs> and they they bring it up and because like I think it is it's one of the new gods they it, talk. it's, it's like,
1: consistent with when the Roman Catholic Church was becoming a thing, yeah, which yeah. is like okay, why because they drop it in like that opening scene where like the two dudes are peeing in the corner holding their robes in their mouths, which like that's the if that's the part of the you know robe where you got a hold to keep uh, piss from getting on it. Pisses on it already.
0: Yeah, Doug. And imagine all the shit you're tracking yeah. that thing through. Because I'm sure it goes
1: down to their feet to some extent. Yes, it's now. gotta.
0: Yeah. Why not just pick it up and bring it over your arm? Like, what um, are you doing?
1: Anyway, so like they break. Like they didn't
2: develop that technology oh, yet.
1: It's the flavor saver. They like the <laughs> taste of shit. <laughs> but uh, so like it's in that opening scene where he's like, so yeah, it's like you know how there's like an afterlife. Well was like like there's an afterlife. But you only get to go there if you like believe in this dude. If you like accept this dude as your savior, and then that's it's just like a throwaway line. And then twenty minutes later, after an admittedly very impressive scene, like the lighting looks kind of bad at the like in the opening when they're like, and also that dude's song fucking sucks. It's a bad song, <laughs> <laughs> and that scene looks kind of bad. Everyone's like not really moving that smoothly and the lighting doesn't really work. Everyone looks very plasticky all through that, like opening celebration sequence. But then when the lights go out and there's that blue flame, the dynamic lighting in that scene is fucking great. Like it's amazing how good that scene looks compared to literally four minutes earlier.
0: Yeah. It's, they spent a lot more time rendering
1: that than they did anything the fuck else. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the models still ragdoll when they're dead Um, and like, but like not in a realistic way, but like in a PS3 game way where you just no, we turned off the rigging for that for that model. (laughs) It's like when
0: you're dragging them by their leg and it's like (laughs) jittery as shit.
1: Yes. Like after the after they close everything, they're like, oh, man, should we should we pray to the new Roman God? And they're like, no, no more gods. Like, well, that's two random Christianity references. And then there's the time jump later, and there's just like, oh, everyone's Christian now.
0: So one of the problems that I have with that scene in particular is like Anthony Hopkins says, like, God's not going to help us do what we can't do for
1: ourselves. Let's get somebody else to solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's like We need a hero. And I was like, well, most of, your he- most of the heroes around this time period were like the spawn of gods and like <laughs> <laughs> holler at one of them. Yeah, just be like, hey. I don't I don't know. I don't know any Dutch I, I mean, deities. Can we can we talk about
0: how Beowulf was able to swim as fast as a fucking boat and then also like breach the water like a fucking dolphin? That's so fucking and then he fucked a mermaid.
2: Just uh legends being, you know, blown out of proportion from what I mean, the original even, story was. He was probably floundering after the boat. <laughs> oh guys, wait <laughs> for me Even his <laughs> men are like Oh yeah! Last time it was three. Like, he's
1: clearly <laughs> just like big on hyping his shit. They're like, he, no, he. Def- there were definitely sea monsters, but there weren't nine. BW, like get it together, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, b
0: dub. And then one of his guys is like very clearly a rapist. Yeah,
2: it was like,
1: <laughs> yo, why are we? Why is this scene here? Why are we, Why are we watching this woman with this woman's tits swing? for like while she scrubs a table for too long animators get it (laughs) together everyone's so horny all the time like what is happening in 2007 i was 17 (laughs) i was supposed to be horny but like (laughs) it's wild and like luckily there's not a rape scene in this movie so like i'm sure they cut that shit out (laughs) jesus
2: i felt like with with all the sex stuff they had in it they should have just gone for, like, straight R, not PG-13. It was the first animated movie to be PG-13. That's because the
1: rating didn't exist when uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I read a few articles online praising
0: the fuck out of the technology in this movie, and... This is. I don't think it ain't
1: it.
2: It ain't (laughs) it.
1: I think there are very specific moments where it
2: shines. Were those articles from two thousand seven? Yes, yes, they were. Uh, Like right right after,
0: right after the movie came out, uh, somebody was calling it like a hit. Okay, it was absolutely not. I, I think I want to say I saw this at Comic Con. I want to say that I did. Like as one of their like. Early releases that they showed in Horton Plaza or whatever, along with that fucking ping pong movie, Balls of Destiny or some shit. That movie was dog shit. Actually, that's going to be my no concessions <laughs> pick this week. Balls
1: of Fury. Balls of Fury. 2007's Balls of Fury. Fucking nightmare. Oh, I saw this on Comedy Central. Yeah, that movie just fucking sucked. Yeah. Was that a broken lizard joint? No, it wasn't. It had a.
2: It,
0: it was just kind of like some weird.
2: It, had Christopher Walken in it
0: it seemed like a tax dodge movie <laughs> like you know how like studios will be like yeah. oh this movie was a big failure we, we got to write this off, off. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's what that seems like anyway uh, Beowulf the weirdest thing about his character
1: is that he's like supposed to be like a tough guy right he's supposed to be like this heroic like legendary hero that like everybody knows about and like there are all these stories even if some of them are exaggerated and this was after Three Hundred
0: came out, so like shouting things was very popular. But he just he shouts his own it's, name. It's so bad. Beowulf, I am the I am the darkness at the edge of the
1: abyss. I am Beowulf. I just thought, like, while he's like doing that little speech, I immediately because I've been like getting ready to rewatch. I've been trying to rewatch the like um, the new Ducktales because they're about to spin off. Uh, Darkwing Duck, and I fucking need it in my veins. You guys have both seen my Darkwing Duck T-shirt. I like. I fucking love Darkwing Duck. Um, but I like while I was thinking that because I've been in this Darkwing Duck hole, I spent too much time on the wiki. It's not important. <laughs> I was like, hey, while he's doing that, I'm like, this sounds like some Darkwing Duck shit. Like I'm the terror <laughs> that flaps in the night. Like he's a, like this
2: is straight up Batman parody. <laughs> well, they absolutely had that line in there just because of three hundreds. This is Sparta yeah. line, but doesn't come off like anywhere near as good as that one and he does it like four times in the movie (laughs) he just shouts his name
1: where he says i am now the funniest is when he's fighting the when he kills that uh he kills the sea monster in his own story (laughs) and he doesn't say he just shouts his own name he's there are no he doesn't speak at all in that sequence he's swimming around he's stabbing sea monsters in the eye he like Gets blasted out of the water by one, stabs that one, kills it, and shouts his own name. Falls back into the water and then fucks a mermaid. Yeah, I lost the race because I was too busy fucking. <laughs> I could have caught this guy. Getting my dick wet, <laughs> metaphorically and literally. Yeah, baby. By this mermaid. It's also if you, I guess, depending on the situation, both literally. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, can it? Did get wet if it's already wet? Yeah, our fish wet. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> is water wet? What is a hole? Let's <laughs> get <laughs> th- the
0: the best part of this movie <laughs> is when when Beowulf comes back with the head, and then like five minutes later, Anthony Hopkins yeets
1: himself out of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I do. There is so the there's the plot is whatever um grendel this that turns out anthony hopkins is uh, fuck the demon woman had grendel grendel's all fucked up because you, people and demons shouldn't do stuff and anthony hopkins pre- presumably based on the fact that he has no other heir has bad sperm stuff going on um on top of the fact that his wife won't fuck him because he slept with the de- demon woman and so they're like, we got I can't, like, Gr- I can't kill Grendel because he's my son. And Grendel won't kill me because I'm his dad. But, like, we get somebody to fuck him up and we can do it. And so Beowulf kills him somehow by cutting off his arm in the door. Well, it's because it's
0: the 500s, and that's a death sentence. Yeah. Like, even <laughs> the witch can't save you. Oh, son, that's going to get infected. You that's, ran all the way from there to here? It's like, I'm sorry, Ooh, bud. You got to you gotta go.
1: Of, I'm going to put you up on this actual pedestal. As you shrink for some reason. Yeah, he starts shrinking when he get his, his weird exposed eardrum punched in. But, um, so, they're like, yeah, you went. You took, like, hey, you killed Grendel, but his mom... Uh, killed all of your shipmates and except for your uh incel friend or vol cell friend uh, (laughs) (laughs) who was just being not horny down by the boat but everyone else gets killed and like hey so what's up i thought i killed the monster and like his mom's around i thought she was gone but i guess she's still here and she's pissed that you killed her son and like, well, what else should I know? And Anthony Hopkins is like, I don't know. And <laughs> just go do it. So Beowulf goes up to the cave and finds this demon woman. And she, like, makes herself all sexy. And with, like, it's, like, super weak. She's like, yo, you killed my son. But if you give me another son, I'll make you rich and shit. And from what I can tell, doesn't actually do anything. But who knows? Because the movie fucking jumps ahead 40 years. But... So he fucks this demon woman and then goes back and is like, I got the head of that dude I killed and here's even though you knew I killed him already here's his head to prove it. And Anthony Hopkins is like, yeah celebration, let's fucking do it. But let's talk real quick. And he's straight up of just like, yo, did you fuck that demon? <laughs> was like. Did you fuck that team? like, Nah, bro. Did you fuck that demon? Like,
2: that's what that conversation
1: is, and it it's kind of amazing the amount of eye work they're both doing, trying to read each other. It's like, so you you killed the you killed the monster's mother, yeah? He's like, if I didn't kill her, would I be here right now? It's like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> Did you kill the monster's mother? And he's like. Yeah, bro, I did it. I totally did it. I can tell you the story. I'll tell the story a thousand times. I killed that bitch, and he was like, "Okay, cool." Hey, um, I don't have an heir. Beowulf's the king now. If anything, or if anything, if anything happens to me, Beowulf's king. He gets the kingdom. He gets the money. He gets my wife. He's got it. I'm out of here and fuck, takes he walks away takes his sword out which was that was the weird part for me that he like held the sword above his hand and just jumps <laughs> and then everyone's just like i guess you're the fucking king now dude and then time jump 40 years later or whatever yeah let's not talk
0: about the transition that awkward transition between like king's wives lovers oh i've been horny for years now a man i can fuck who didn't definitely have sex with a demon woman
1: and then it like she obviously at some point like kind of knows because she's very cold towards him when they're old and they don't have kids presumably as yes, at least it's not brought up so she probably found out and was like he didn't say it but i know that look i know that I fucked a demon look (laughs) (laughs) and so he's got some teenage girl that is described as his bed warmer like straight up and then uh, Kane who I we didn't really mention because he's only in uh, two scenes is the spindly rat face dude slave who as an adult still a slave super burnt fucked up face now finds the, there's like some dragon horn that Anthony Hopkins had from when he killed a dragon and that's why there's dragons on his crown and why, presumably, narratively, why Beowulf's son is a dragon. But they, he finds this horn and like that was part of the deal. Like as long as I have this gold treasure, from the demon woman, he's like, as long as I have this treasure, nothing will happen to you or your village. And so, but then you gotta wonder, how was this horn even somewhere where Cain could get to it? the queen just left and dropped it off because Beowulf took it
0: up there when he went to go kill her. Yeah. And He's, like left it with her glow, glowed in the dark is like, Oh, I've got a light now.
1: Cause they love to blow out candles in this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff, as far as like a horror movie trope goes, I love a good candle blowing
1: out. Just I mean, like the entire room. It's just, a cool <laughs> effect, which is suddenly dark and you see like a wisp of smoke. It's just kind of, it's a, it's a neat effect. And the, uh, again, dynamic lighting in this movie, pretty solid. So where a lot of that money went but then oh no the curse like the protection is lifted because I have this horn back it, and was,
2: it was probably that awkward because in the original um, as I spoiled earlier remember you time traveled back to tell yourself to skip that part of the episode in the original story Beowulf Beowulf kills Grendel's mother and then goes back to whatever his homeland is he doesn't become king of um, Denmark and then uh, separately, just a dragon inexplicably starts attacking villages because some slave has like stolen a gold cup from the dragon's hoard.
1: So, oh, so it's an unrelated dragon.
2: Yeah, the the original story was pretty much just like episodic monster fights, totally unrelated to each other. Which I kind of feel like this movie should have steered harder into. That would have been cool.
1: I kind of I can understand wanting to tie the narrative together, so it's not just. Like, no, I was going to make a reference. I was going to make my girlfriend mad. Um, <laughs> it's not, so it's not just like non-connected story, like events that like kind of tell a narrative. Like, because Beowulf is not the kind of dude who's going to learn something about himself through his journey. So I don't know if the version of the character they wrote would have actually had any sort of an arc and he kind of still doesn't if... There wasn't, like, a narrative tie to, like, this is a cycle that happens because these boastful, arrogant men are weaker than they, you know, make themselves out to be. I think it would have been
0: really impressive had they done, like, more character work in the latter half of the movie and, like, shrink down that front half before the time skip. Like, shrink that down to, like, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, make the rest of the movie about the character of Beowulf or... Hear me out. Lean super hard into it. uh, That first 15 minute segment or that first half of when he's young, lean hard into it. Like it's a fucking Conan, the barbarian movie and just make it about him being naked and fucking up demons,
1: which would be sick to watch. Yeah. I think if they front loaded it with more actual things, Beowulf has done rather than here is one story that's poorly animated. And then, just him being nude in the place like
2: he we, was, we never talked about like the context of that scene right yeah he's, so he's, he's when like, he when he fights Grendel he says I'm going to fight him as an equal and then just gets naked
1: yeah he's like this this monster has no weapons he has no armor so I'm gonna fight him the same way and like yeah he's also 20 feet tall and can throw dudes around like it's nothing <laughs> I don't know how as an equal you are. And also you like use flames and
2: chains to kill him. <laughs> so how as an equal, if I remember right, there's a mention in the original text of him fighting giants, which could be a hint at how he's able to fight Grendel. Cause
1: he's, he's experienced. experienced he's that. done it before. Okay. Okay. Look at that. But Look, he does. He does say even in the movie that, or someone says about him in the movie that he did, he wiped out a tribe of giants. So I guess there's that. But there's a scene later, like when he goes up to Grendel's mother's cave where he is fully clothed and armored when he enters. And then he goes in and he's like walking through the water and his torch goes out. And then that's when he sees like that the horn is glowing. So he keeps walking and he gets to that point where he has to like go like underwater a little bit. And then he jumps out, and he's wearing less clothes. <laughs> I was like, "What the what the fuck? Just ha- why is he? Why is this the world's most nude man? And why is he so shiny all the time?" So the problem that I have with the body that they attach to Ray
0: Wilkinson is it's. it's <laughs> no, but, Doug, if you're gonna go big, go big, yeah. right. That's not what he looks like in real life. Not even not close. Even close. Oh, no. He hasn't looked like that probably since he was like twenty. That dude's like 50 or was 50 when this was shot. And like, dog, if you're gonna superimpose somebody's head on a body, just make that body
1: fucking jacked. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, make him real big. Don't just have him be like kind of fit. Make him huge. I do like that when he's an old when he's an old man and he's like taunting that dude to kill him, he rips his shirt open and he's still fucking jacked. (laughs) (laughs) He's still so ripped. When as an old man who presumably has not been allowed to fight for a long time, because Wiglaf, our Volsail king, uh, is like, you're the king. You're not allowed to be in direct combat. You just got to lead.
2: That's right. Not even enemy fighters are allowed to fight him. Yeah. He taunts the guy into trying to hit him, and the guy just puts his axe down. He
1: fucking intimidates, because he's, again, Beowulf's got to scream. He's just... Yelling at this dude, just been like, "You want to fucking fight me? Let's fucking go!" Like he goes full on drunk dad at the softball yeah. game. My dad is perfect because he's like, there is there is an arrogance there, but there is also a sadness. Like a dad who's like, "I wanted to be I wanted to be a baseball player, and now I'm here watching my son play baseball." And he's like, just angry and sad at the same time. That's full. That's old Beowulf energy. Full, full stop. Also, the reason I keep calling. uh that his friend the Volsail our Volsail king is cause he's like when they're um in the hall before Grindel attacks the second time he's like hey it's important that we not ha-, he's like "Absence is, is is imperative before a fight you gotta have all your faculties with you can't be like distracted trying to fuck all the time and cause like they're chiding their rapist buddy <laughs> um <laughs> He was like, Look, I need you to we don't want trouble. And also, you gotta keep all your cum inside you so it comes out when you fight. You gotta have that's your fight juice and you gotta have it. Cause like there's like boxing coaches that used to like say that shit. Yeah. They're like, you know, you got you can't fuck before a fight. You gotta have all your testosterone in your body. It's like that's fucking nonsense. If you start <laughs> masturbating, you'll break up the hive mind, guys. Come on. <laughs> so I was like the fr- I was like, Oh man, this dude's a Volso. He just like Loves to fight, and that's it. And he's like, nah, we can't jerk off. We can't fuck. We only fight. And that's why it's, like, so weird at the end. I'm jumping around because this movie's bad. Um, <laughs> that's why at the end, when, like, hey, dog, you're the king. I fucked it up. I'm dead. You got to be the king now. And he becomes king, and he sheds a single tear for his departed uh bro and walks down the beach and, like, finds the horn. And Grendel's mother is out, and she kisses Beowulf's, corpse, and then comes out of the water and is like, hey, you're the king. I don't know if you heard, but king's around here. Have sex with me. (laughs) And and then the movie just ends. I was like, yo, he he gets to talk seven times in this movie, and and two of those times are, hey, don't fuck the locals, and B... You should not be too horny for the queen, or you won't be able to fight. Those are the two of the seven lines this dude gets. Here's, and they're like,
2: Here I was thinking that, like, the horn was supposed to represent the like greed of man and always succumbing to like their base instincts. No, nah, it's their dick. <laughs> <laughs> the horn is the dick. <laughs> That's way, way less intellectual than that. And it's like,
1: it's, it, when the movie ended, I was like, I was ready for the movie to be over, but when it just, it's just them having a staring contest, and then gold filter over the, the shot, and then credits. I was like, what the
2: f-? That was super weird. It switched between it... both of them, like, five times before yeah, it just Yeah, back ending. and forth,
1: and you're just watching Angelina Jolie tread water, and here's, like, her not, her, totally not her nipples, just, just below water level. And you're like, why are we, why are we doing this? <laughs>
0: I think that was my favorite part of the movie when she comes out and she kisses him while his boat's on fire. I was like, oh, that's uh, predictable, but fun.
1: That's like a fun little shot. It's actually kind of nice that like she does in some way care about these dudes. Because like when Anthony Hopkins fucking swan dives into the, into the sand, <laughs> the water comes and takes him away. But you see a flash of gold go with the body. I'm like... Because like they're like, oh, she's probably a water demon, but we like see her in the ocean twice. And it's like it's kind of, that's an interesting like small character thing that they add to it. it's like making her more interesting than everybody else in the <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's like, what investment does she have in this like, why does she want to have children with men? She's a terrible mother you know, too.
2: The the retelling of this movie when they remake it for the next generation, it's going to be from her perspective and it's just going to be called like Mother or something.
0: <laughs> it's going to be like Maleficent but for Beowulf <laughs> and it's still going to star Angelina <laughs> Jolie. <Yeah. laughs> and it's like I can't get the medicine for my son's bulging eardrum and he just he's a colicky baby, he just screams all night.
1: What am I supposed to do? Man, great performance from Crispin Glover just screaming like the (laughs) insane person that 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 man is. (laughs) And then like I've only heard old English like in film a couple of times, but like it didn't sound bad. It was like, oh, that sounds like a thing that he practiced. Yeah, absolutely. Especially being frantic
0: with old English. (laughs) drinking old english being frantic
1: that's me and the effect they put on grendel's scream is
2: bone chilling pretty
1: solidly harrowing like that's that's pretty good
2: It, it had some good like horror beats in the movie i wish they had more of that like with beowulf waking up and seeing his whole crew's been like totally eviscerated yeah they're hanging all over the rafters of the
1: you can the hall there are some moments that are clearly like Oh, uh, we release this in 3D, so we got to have jump scares. There's something jumping right at the screen. But like, yeah, there's like good moments like that where it's like he wakes up and they're just hanging from the rafters. And like when you see all those people who are being burned alive by the dragon later, like this is a uh, pretty fucking metal. This is kind of- <laughs> that dragon fight
0: was neat. The part where it dives into the water and is like <sighs> breathing
1: yeah, uh, fire out as as it's swimming—that's a pretty sweet part. Yeah, was, the whole like that whole dragon sequence is pretty fun.
2: So yeah. the dragon is Beowulf's son. Oh yeah, a whatever. lot, a lot cooler than uh, Grendel. Yeah, <laughs> it, it speaks to the potency of Beowulf. Yeah. Beowulf the <laughs> thing. He just makes
1: a purely, he makes a golden freezer that can turn into a dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chad, Chad <laughs> Beowulf's son and Virgin Grendel. Does it, does the
1: son have a name? No, I don't think so. He hates to see it because he's only in one scene as a human. Hey, human do you
0: do you ever see the mother cry over her kids?
1: Yes,
2: sort of. she's when, like
1: when Grindel comes back and he's like dying, she's like cradling him and like, you know, talking, trying to find out what the oh, had. and then she like screams about it. and she's like, so she's when she puts him on the pedestal, she's like singing, and she's like slowly starts crying.
2: and then she gets all angry and then she, and she gets angry. And yeah. and yeah,
1: and like that's like, that's the best character moment in this fucking movie that's the only genuine human emotion I've seen expressed <laughs> except for a man screaming his own fucking name and she's the only <laughs> non-human character who lives yeah mm, yeah Yeah. because it's just Grendel and then Beowulf's son and they both get fucking murdered by Beowulf
0: and you can also you would you could also argue that Beowulf's new wife is a monster because she won't have sex with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's a good yeah. thing the new king is a wolf because yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they won't have those sorts of problems there. Okay, anyway, what are we rating this movie? Two. See, I'm going the other way, <laughs> <laughs> Four. Oh, <God. laughs>
2: are we gonna yeah, land at a three we, again? We <laughs> always have to restore balance to the universe, so yeah. All right, I'm going to –
0: I'm sorry. I got to do three. <laughs> no, 2.5. Like this isn't even like technically good, <laughs> right? Like th- there's nothing about this movie that I look at and I'm like, wow, this is blowing my dick back. because if There's a watch, reason no one talks about this movie anymore. Well, that's fair. That's fair. If you watch a, a movie that was similarly composed, uh, The Adventures of Tintin – that movie holds up like 30 million times better well, than that. Was that was
1: also Zemeckis, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. So he was like getting his practice in with this and then like the fucking. Did he also do um,
2: Polar Express? Polar Express?
1: Yeah. So he was like, I got to get I gotta get these kinks worked out. I need somebody. He like pulled a James Cameron and was like, hey, someone pay for this adaptation so I can like work out this technology. And then it worked out. And he was like, okay, I know the blend. We got. <laughs> Perfect.
0: You worked it out. Chef's kiss. Uh, all right. I'll do three. Fair. I feel like that's that's high, in my personal opinion. The lighting effects. But, but we're we're here as a team. We're here as a team making decisions. You said two, he said four. You gotta slap it in the middle. When we get back, we'll have our uh, titular segment, No Concessions, where we make a case for our favorite, or at least favorite movies. See you on the other side. And we're back with No Concessions, our titular segment. I'm not explaining it again. Charles, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I have a positive No Concessions this week, and it's The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride's fucking good. I watched it for the first time this summer, and we probably fall. I don't know. What is time? Everything can get
2: fucked.
1: <laughs> uh, the Princess Bride is a deserved classic. Like, that movie is so – like, it's very – like, the – it's even like a so the book, as I mentioned last episode, I read the book recently after having watched the movie. The book is very good and is a condensed like it's an abridged version of a much longer book that is also very witty but has a bunch of like long satire of like, hey, remember how old writers used to like talk about all this boring ass shit? I'm gonna do that to the point where it's not funny, and then back to being funny
2: so when um you have those chapters in the book are they like actually fun to read or are they like played totally straight they're
1: straight up i don't know because i haven't read the original morgan stern because it's very hard to find in english but um the abridged version straight up skips all that shit it's like we're gonna we're gonna tell the actual story and have the actual like dialogue and stuff
2: because uh i read i read american psycho and uh in the movie christian bale will go on to like you know one or two minute long rants about Huey Lewis and the news or whatever bands like, you know, no one really listens to in the book. There are three full chapters that are just page after page of that kind of dialogue. (laughs) And like the author's intent to say that is to like get across the point of this guy is crazy. No, you don't understand. This This guy is crazy. And then his editor even said like, Look, we we got to take out one or two of these chapters like no no. no. <laughs> they one, have to be there. W- one is a joke. Two is going to like, you know, throw some people off a bit. Three chapters. We need three cuz these people need to know. Three's going to drive it he home is insane. This
1: is out of like this is out of the field. This is crazy. Yeah. So the film is like not really like abridged in the same way, but it's a lot of the a lot of the book is uh, just like the is narration and it's all very good, but it doesn't translate to film. And so the film is adapted in such a way that like it keeps the dialogue and the tightness of the story and like stuff fucking moves, but like it's very well acted. The dialogue is delivered so well and it's already like very funny dialogue and it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's like a tight 90. And if you haven't seen the princess bride, Don't let people shame you for not having seen the princess bride. Sometimes we don't get to see movies. All right. It just doesn't come up. (laughs) And some of those movies that people are like, oh, my God, you haven't fucking seen this are dog shit. But some of them every now and then you get a princess bride. You're like, oh, man. Well, now I see why everyone's so fucking obsessed with this movie. It's very good. Excellent. So watch Princess Bride and then read Princess Bride. The book is also very good.
2: Hell yeah! I saw it as a kid. I remember liking it then, but I mean, it was like five. Watch it as an adult.
1: It is. It's good.
2: All I remember is like I'm really right-handed when they're having the sword fight. That scene's so good. (laughs)
1: Look, I don't want to derail this podcast and have it just be about how good that fight scene is, but it's good. Hell yeah! That can be a separate thing.
2: (laughs) I've got another positive take uh, this episode. We're we're on the opposite end of the time loop spectrum. And no, it's not going to be Groundhog Day. It's about Palm Springs, a Hulu movie where um, I don't remember his name.
0: Andy Lo- Sandberg.
2: Lonely Island. That's yep, his name. Yeah. Yep. He and the, uh, the wife from How I Met Your Mother, they're stuck in a time loop um, on the day of a wedding in Palm Springs. And it's just uh, a movie that's nothing but time loop jokes. And how much fun can we have if we're living the same day over and over and over again? But not kind of being in your face about, well, I don't understand how this time loop's happening. It's, we're stuck in a time loop. Let's not think about it. Nothing matters. Let's just try and do as much fun stuff as we can. Until the very end, when the uh, woman spends an indeterminate amount of time studying quantum mechanics and trying to determine how to escape the loop, but I'm not going to tell you how it ends because you should see it. It's on Hulu. Everyone has it. Uh, you get a a year of Spotify. They throw in Hulu for you. <laughs> Any other company is going to give you Hulu for free because nobody wants to watch their stupid ads. Uh, everyone see it. Highly recommend.
1: Is this like a good, because like, i also heard good things about it, um, but like Adam Devine was in a movie that was like kind of like that, where it was a. Uh, He met this girl and wanted to like get with her, but like fucked it up, and so he got to keep going back in time to try to have it go right. I need, I need to know what this movie was called. Now it's called When We First Met. Came out in twenty eighteen. Heard it was dog shit, but that's what that reminded me of. It was like, oh, it's like a time loop movie, but like a modern style comedy.
2: This one, this one doesn't beat you over the head with will they, won't they?
1: I was like, they will let's let's fucking watch him do it
2: she literally says in the movie let's get this over with
0: oh jesus i hate it already <laughs> self-awareness doesn't make you good
2: in the context of the movie it's good
1: okay fair i'll enough. watch it i mean it's on my list
2: anyway
0: my no concessions pick i lied about doing balls of fury it's dog shit i'll talk about it <laughs> next time um uh, I I'll, I'll watch it again and come in with fresh takes because I haven't seen it since 2007. My no concessions pick is one of the v- kung fu movies that I watched over the weekend. It's called The Five Venoms. It's about this uh small school of kung fu that teaches kids based on animals or some shit like that, and the kids grow up and become like kind of uh morally ambiguous people and they just do stuff in service of themselves. One of the things so that are really,
1: anti-heroes. So they're like Five Venoms.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yes. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, one of the best parts about Kung Fu cinema is how they treat morality different than they do in American cinema. Like, it's not necessarily like these people are good or bad. It's just that they operate in the way that people do. It's kind of interesting to watch because it's like, well, who am I supposed to be rooting for here? No one. You root for no one. They just do their thing and you get to watch them do their thing. And that's kind of what this movie's about. Like towards the end, you figure out who you're rooting for, like who the not necessarily the hero is because he's also a bad dude, but like you figure out like, okay, he's he's the good one here, the quote unquote. There good is one.
1: a moral high ground. It's still pretty low, but there is one and that guy's on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I really enjoy this movie because it's like tight. And it's fun to watch. Like the fight scenes are fun. The story is cohesive and it didn't make me want to kill myself. Um, (laughs) Fantastic. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, Check it out before your subscription expires on a month from now because I just paid it as it turns out. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. You guys got any uh, plugs? Twitter and Instagram.
1: You know where to find them. Figure it out.
2: Yeah, same here.
0: Perfect. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You can get really loud in these mics, dude.